It's another Baseball America podcast, and joining us today via Skype is Dom Smith, first baseman at Port St. Lucie in the high Class A Florida State League in the New York Mets organization. Dom, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, Dom. Well, uh, first, uh, first things first, uh, we'll, we'll start with the easy question, which is uh, kind of what, what's going right for you this year, Dom, because it's really been, especially lately, uh, you know, three months in a row where you've hit over 300. really seems like uh, what we wrote about you as an amateur, that you were one of the better pure hitters in that draft class. It looks like you really settled in this year and started to have some real success as a professional, especially in a really tough hitting environment in the Florida State League, uh, kind of what's what's changed, what's gone right for you this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of started off slow um, my first month in April, and I had a, a couple injuries that had me out for a couple weeks, but when I came back, I uh, I ran into another small slump, and, and I just sat down with, with my hitting coach, Joe Fuentes, and our hitting coordinator, LJ, and I uh, really just talked about why I'm struggling. I was getting good pitches to hit, and we really just figured out why I was missing them. And and I, uh, for the most part, I just fell down my leg kick and um, got my foot down early, and I didn't lunge as much as I uh, did as an amateur because you could get away with those things. So I uh, I fell down a lot of that stuff and and really let my hands do the work and seen the ball longer. So. That's why I have my uh, the success I do right now. Sounds like a little bit more balanced approach to the plate when you when you talk about getting your foot down. Are you a little bit more balanced and kind of trusting your hands a little bit more? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Um, earlier in the year when I struggled, I was getting my foot down late. So um, when I was getting it down late, the only thing I can do to speed it up was really spin off a ball, and I was falling off a lot of good pitches and. Uh, my leg kick was super big, and like you said, it was, a, it was a big balance issue where I was too far in front of everything. Fastballs, I was too far in front. Breaking balls, for sure, I was in front. So um, instead of uh, lunging so far, we just made it more simple, uh, kind of straight up and straight down. And, and uh, it helps me see the ball better, recognize uh, breaking balls, and, and be able to... to have my eyes and uh, hands to the ball longer. Yes, yeah, so I would you're, you're still it sounds system. like your head your head's stiller, a little less drifting and like you said you're not yeah. you don't spin off like you were talking about before, huh? Exactly, exactly. My head is way more still and and my body doesn't drift so I can uh finally see the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. that's uh that's, that's kind of important. But it's uh, it's amazing though, uh you know, the Mets organization has such a track record lately and has gotten so much uh, attention for the you know, the pitching development. I don't think he works in y'all system anymore, but I, I know uh George Greer really well, uh who had been a hitting coach in y'all's organization. Um and you mentioned some of the guys, LJ uh, Lamar Johnson, your roving hitting instructor um, who are some of the guys yeah. who you've worked with over your years in the organization now who've – you mentioned a couple of those guys who really helped, I guess, this year. It's a, what, Joel Fuentes is your hitting coach, you said? Yeah. So yeah. Some of the Mets deserve uh, some props for their for their hitting coaches too, not just the not just the pitching guys. Yeah, of course. I mean, we have a, a lot of good hitting coaches in our system. And, um, we have some younger ones who just did a few – Years out of pro baseball, like Valentino Pascucci, who was my hitting coach last year, and we also have uh, 
older guys who experience a lot more and who can really do especially uh, younger guys who are just learning how to hit learning an approach and things of that sort. So uh, we have a mixture of a of a really, really good hitting catches and um when Joel has done this year it's been uh amazing so far for the year and um the things he helped me with is is uh it's really, really has done me well and and um Hopefully, I can continue to do what I'm doing and, and uh, you know, carry it on next year. Now, uh, I guess in the last week or so, uh, you guys have had David Wright there uh, on some of his major league rehab. I mean, obviously, that's kind of uh, – you, you've probably been through that kind of thing before with rehab guys. Kadire was there earlier in the year, Darno, But David Wright, you know, he's Captain America. He's kind of the face of the franchise. Uh, what was that like having him as a teammate for a couple of days just – it sounds like most of the time when these rehab things happen, that one of the things the minor leaguers always take away is just how hard the big leaguers work. Is that something that kind of you guys yeah. were able to see up close and personal? Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, seeing and playing with David Wright. When I went to the field, he was already there, already there working out. And and, uh, and I go pretty early, so for him to be there before I went there, I was shocked. Yeah. And after BP, I mean, he'll go in the weight room and he'll do his workout, his treatments on his back, and he'll work out even some more. And then when we go out for stretch, it's supposed to be a certain time. He takes out 15 minutes before the regular time to get ready for the game. So, I mean, you're seeing that first hand, you shows uh, how hard you get to work, especially for a guy like him who's had a, an amazing career. I mean, for him to still put in the type of work he puts in, he's putting in work like he's trying to get to the big leagues when he's already there and established, you know, so um, it also motivates me to, to just want to work harder and and it shows me what I have to do to really get there. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, um, and that's his reputation over the years, but uh, to hear that, that he's still grinding like that and like you said, working that hard to, to get back up there is, uh, <laughs> it's impressive still to hear from, from afar and I'm sure it's impressive to see. Um, how, how, did you guys talk hitting at all or is that the kind of thing where you, is it when you're around a big league, you're like you speak, you don't speak until you're spoken to. Is it that kind of, is it that way around a rehabbing big league or like that? Yeah, well, David, David's a, a really good guy. You can approach him about everything, whether it's about your swing or your defense or, or any question that you have about the big leagues or the community. And, uh, when he sees things about swing, he'll pull me to the side and, and tell me what I did wrong or uh, things of that sort. But um, he hasn't. I mean, he's talked to me a couple times, so I'm guessing the other times he didn't talk to me. Obviously, I was doing something pretty good or right, I should say. And uh, but him and Murphy and Kanai, I mean, they're really, they're really uh, uh, good guys, and they want to see us all be successful in the modern league. So. They uh, they do help out when they do see something wrong. And, and I have to imagine, uh, last year, your first full pro season, it's fun to be in pro ball. I mean, it's grind, all that kind of stuff. But this year has to be a little bit more fun just being a Met with the energy around the organization, seeing a guy who you started off the year with his teammates and Michael Conforto going to the major leagues, knowing that it's kind of a tangible sign there of how close it is. And just the overall – got to imagine the overall vibe – of being a Met in 2015, 
is a great vibe right now. Is 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 it, is it as fun as it looks from the outside? Yeah, it, it's really exciting, especially uh, the minor leagues. Uh, like you said, seeing uh, one of my friends, Michael Conforto, uh, start off with me and now he's in, uh, in the big leagues. It's, it's really exciting. Um, it shows you how close you really are, and, and if you put in the right effort, then, uh, then, then it's very achievable and it's very possible. Uh, we have a young team right now, and mm-hmm. that's what's like the, the, the way we're going. Probably like this is starting really young, and we have some young prospects, hitting prospects that are, uh, that are playing well. So it looks like that's the route the Mets are making. And all these young guys who who made an impact in the uh, major leagues this year. I'm talking about the Bryants, the Shorebirds, and I mean the Mad Duffies. All these guys are really opening up the doors for a lot of young prospects who who are uh, having good years because uh, teams are looking internally now. So I mean I appreciate. Everybody who's going out and playing well and playing well on the big stage for sure because it's helping me and a lot of young prospects out. I love uh, I love the when you mentioned mentioned names. There's a little West Coast flavor to it there though. I mean Bryant, Conforto from <laughs> yeah. Oregon, Matt Duffy at a throw to a Long yeah. Beach love. That's all right. I I appreciate the West Coast uh, angle to it. That's uh, <laughs> that's where we first uh, heard about you. Area codes and PG National and these kind yeah. of showcase the showcase circuit and. Scouts kept saying, oh, I'm going out to SoCal, got to go see Dom Smith, uh, you know, this kind of thing. So um, I like that you, you got a little West Coast pride. It still sounds like that hasn't gone away in two years in the East Coast, huh? Uh, hey. Yeah, I mean, I, I still, uh, I, still uh, I like the East Coast, too, so especially being a net. So I still have to uh, roll with my West Coast guys, you know. That's it. That's it. Hey, oh, yeah, I, I'm sure Ahmed Rosario is rolling with his guys and guys from Latin America <laughs> rolling with their guys. So it's yeah. we're we're all allowed to have a little fun and be a little tribal from time to time. Um, exactly. I, now, now I, I did want to transition a little bit to that amateur side. Um, you know, I just came from the weekend from uh, Under Armour game in Wrigley. Um, stadiums changed since yeah. you played in that game. Uh, that was what 2012, I guess it was when you played in Wrigley. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the players, so the players we talked to up there, and they told the organizers too that the number one thing that they like about that event is the swag. You know, just the gear that you get at one of these events. Is that yeah, when you look back at those kind of events, what do you remember most about those kind of showcases, and specifically that Under Armour event there at Wrigley Field? Yeah, um, as far as for me, maybe in 2012, if you ask me this question. I probably would have said uh, the gear, the latest gear, and nobody has it. So, of course, you're going to be excited about the gear. But looking back now, um, four years later, um, I really think the the biggest memory I have was the first day I walked into Wrigley and, and seeing the, the beautiful park of Wrigley Field. And, I mean, so much history behind it and really just appreciating that and um, being able to play in that stadium as an amateur was a blessing for sure, and uh, it was a huge honor. So just being able to be in that stadium was uh, was by far the best experience I uh, had in that game. I mean, when when we, when we hear about you know the showcase, it's so many times baseball writers, scouts, people in the industry kind of talk about showcase culture. They kind of talk about it as a negative. I mean, I guess when I when I'm defining showcase culture, I mean that basically your like your summer ball kind of almost matters more than 
your high school team does. That's kind of like the loose definition of it. I mean, when you're looking back at it, I mean, like that's that summer, especially that summer after your junior year, before your draft year, you went like PG National. You probably did area codes, Under Armour, Jupiter. You probably did the whole thing. What was that? What was that like? What was it? As you look back, there had to be a lot of pressure. Did you feel the pressure at the time? And and when you look back at it, you know, what were some of the? Um, well, let's let's talk about that for one one at a time. What did you feel the pressure that summer? Like that, all the eyes all those scouting eyes or all that evaluation going on. Do you, do you feel the pressure as a player when you're under that microscope? Yeah, of course. Uh, I felt the pressure for sure, especially on the PG National. And, uh, when I went, it was a four-day uh, four tournament. And uh, the first two days, the 150 guys, and the second two days, it's a different 150 guys. So um, knowing that you're competing with the top 300 players in the world, um, at the amateur level, in high school, I should say, um, yeah, yeah, you feel you feel a ton of pressure. But um, what I learned was after the perfect game showcase and uh, the national showcase, I played well and in the competition level, and I and I played well against them. So um, it kind of relaxed me and relieved me, and uh, I was able to just enjoy the rest of my summer because. At the end of the day, the memories you make there are, are going to be priceless. Um, so, I mean, if I gave advice to kids who's doing it, I would just say, yeah, you'll have a little pressure, but try your best to just block it out and really just enjoy the process because um, it's, a, it's a really, really uh, fun process. That's that's cool. It's a little success early. Just a little bit was able to kind of relax you a little bit, and then you were able to actually really enjoy it and kind of appreciate the best parts of it, which it sounds like the best parts of it are playing with other great teammates, getting to know some cool guys from around the country, not just your area, but getting to and kind of getting to experience a little bit. It sounds like it does give you that taste of what pro ball is like, right? Yeah, for sure. It does. Uh, I mean, my whole summer from my uh, from my junior club to my senior year, you gave me a taste of how pro ball is like with all the travel when I did. And obviously playing in a perfect game national showcase, on my team alone, we had um, two or three Puerto Ricans. So, I mean, you're playing with guys from all over the states and then a couple guys from Puerto Rico, uh, language barriers and different styles of play. I mean, it was really uh, fun to see how people from all types of places in the world play the game. And um, that definitely did prepare me for pro ball. Yeah, that's that's something that you you don't get in high school baseball. You're gonna, but in pro ball, you're gonna have to learn to play with players of different cultures all over the world. Like you said, I mean that's a uh, that's something that you have to experience to experience. Basically, you can't you can't uh, yeah. imagine that what that's like until you go through it. Um, exactly. and, and you talked about advice, kind of. Uh, you know, what were some of the like I guess practical things maybe that you picked up on? I mean, when you're traveling like that, and and I guess one of the things that defines that that summer is that you're on your own, you know, mom and dad, they can come along, but they really can't do stuff for you. You kind of have to do it. You kind of, it's, you kind of live it on your own. Like you are in pro ball to an extent, right? I mean, what are some of the things that you learned there? Like, I don't know if you learned, did you pick up cooking on the road or at these showcases, they take care of it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, the cooking part, we didn't pick up on our own, but uh, for sure what you did pick up was living with a teammate and, uh, in, I just learned how to live with other people. I'm sure uh, in high school you live with your family, so 
you can kind of be comfortable around them and do what you want. But you live with a different player, especially sometimes you stay with players you don't even know. Um, you have to really uh, just learn how to bond and spell with other guys. And um, that definitely got got me ready for pro ball. And also just, like you said, the traveling and playing all the time, that, uh, that definitely kind of got me ready too. But, yeah, I mean, when you go on these trips, you want to pack light. It's really hot. You don't need much uh, clothes as far as, Dressy, dressy clothes. You just want to pack a lot of shorts and a nice t-shirt. And, um, and really, you should just go and focus on baseball and really relax because it's so hot. You don't want to be in the sun all day. It burns you out. So yep. you want to just really focus on baseball for the time being, which may be one week or two weeks or two days. So make okay. that just be your primary focus. That's good advice, and I, I've told this to players over the years. One of my favorite uh, stories is uh, back in the day when a dude showed up at Team USA trials, back when they used to be in Arizona, and the head of USA Baseball told me that, uh, <laughs> I love the story, he knew a guy was not going to have a good summer when the first day he rolled in, and the first thing he did was unpack his clubs. He brought his golf clubs for the summer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you will not be surprised to learn that dude did not make the major leagues. So that, <laughs> that is not a surprise. Um, so how, how, wrapping up a couple of these, how different have the minors been from what you imagined? I mean, have they been, has pro ball kind of been what you expected? Or has there been a couple uh, pleasant or not so pleasant surprises? I mean, like uh, how has pro ball measured up to kind of how you imagined it would be when you got drafted when you were in high school? Yeah, um, I know a ton of uh, of minor league ball players uh, before I got drafted. Uh, Rob Miller and uh, like Wookie Giolito, Max Fried, and Anthony Gomes, Aaron Hicks was one of those guys that are big now. But um, so around that time, they used to just always tell me it's a grind, and uh, you wake up early and you work out and you play baseball all day. And, it's hard, and the competition level is always good, and all these things. And uh, my senior year, yeah, I heard it over and over, so I knew it would be a grind and tough. But I mean, pro ball is something that uh, I don't care how many times you tell somebody, it, uh, you have to experience it on your own to really understand the meaning of it. So um, it's nothing, nothing you can do can really uh, prepare you for pro ball. I don't care all the travel baseball you can play and all the traveling you do, but you really just can't prepare yourself for it. The only thing you can do is really just go into pro ball and and try to grind it out and play and play hard every day and try to play your best ability. But it's not like any showcase or anything like that you can fully prepare you for it. It can prepare you a little bit, but nothing can prepare you to play uh, professional baseball. Well, it sounds like you're you're starting to really you know get the hang of it. I mean, when you see a guy hitting over three hundred in, in, in that league, when uh, and keeping on keeping that going, when usually people melt in that league, <laughs> I'm I'm impressed by that from afar. Uh, what, t- one other thing I wanted to ask you on the field: um, if you were not a left-handed thrower, what position do you think you play? If you threw right-handed, because I just remember talking with your scouting director when you were drafted, and he was throwing some pretty lofty grades on your defense. Um, yeah, where where do you think you would play? Because I think he was one of the guys who said this guy's a shortstop playing first base. 
Um, I know you've had that a strong reputation for your defense. Um, where where would you play? Where where do you wish you could try to play, even as a left-handed thrower? And if I was a right-handed, um, I would definitely try to play shortstop. All right. But uh, I didn't play short. I would definitely play third. So I take a lot of pride in my defense. Um, that's one thing that uh, that you can't control. I mean, in professional baseball, high school baseball, any baseball, you can't control what the umpires call. You can't control after you hit the ball. You can't control those things. Those are out your hands. But defense, you can't control that. And defense never knows the club. So I find pride myself on defense, and I try to be the best defender I can be for my team and um, to help my team, my win game. So that's why I take a lot of pride in my defense. I mean, your arm arms always. I know you pitched a little bit in high school. You you still feel like your arm's a weapon. You got to work on that a little bit more in pro ball since you don't pitch on the side to kind of arm care that kind of stuff. Because I mean, I, this guy was throwing some pretty big grades on your arm strength too. Yeah, my well, uh, arm is still uh, pretty pretty good. Um, when you uh, start throwing every day in pro ball, it kind of uh, it kind of isn't as fresh as you would like it to be, but uh, as far as uh, power, I still have the type of power in my arm that I did in high school. But it's probably not as fresh as I would like it to be. Right. That pro where you throw every day all day, you do it every day, you do a lot of things <laughs> every day that we're not accustomed to doing high school. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But if you if uh, but if if you guys had some long game, some long extra inning game. You're gonna go up to Phil Regan and say, "Hey, I got you. I'll be your Ike Davis. I'm gonna come out here and pitch for you." You still? <laughs> <laughs> I tell, I tell uh, Phil and, and Louis Crowhouse, my manager all the time. Uh, yeah, you know, if we play a long game. You don't want to pitchers. I'm, uh, I'm, I want to be first in line. I want to get on there and throw a couple innings. And they look at me like I'm crazy, and they say, <laughs> "Go sit down. Go sit down. You're not throwing ever." I, I, I love and, those guys. Uh, I love those guys like the uh, the guy with the Phillies right now. I don't know if you wrote about him, uh, Adam Lowen. He was a two-way player in junior college at Chipola. He made the major leagues as a pitcher with the Orioles. Then he got hurt. He went back to the minor leagues, became a first baseman. I think he got to the big leagues with the Blue Jays as a first baseman outfielder. Then went back to the minors, started pitching again, and made it to the big leagues with the Phillies. Kind of a unique. Yeah, Adam Lowen. Look him oh, up. Oh, that's a, that's a that's a, yeah, I'm definitely well. That's a that's a sweet story right there. It's a good one. Now he's Canadian, so that throws a little extra wrench in it. They're a little. He's Canadian and <laughs> left-handed, so he's got different flakiness okay. than you. He's got like Canadian flakiness, but I mean, <laughs> but he's he's a unique left-hander and a very very unique story. But one of those guys who's done both. A uh, couple couple goofy questions. That I'll let you go. Uh, what what's the? I don't know if you'd say uh, something that you uh, was. What was the impulse buy when you when you got sign you got drafted you got a good signing bonus uh, what's the one thing where you kind of treated yourself or someone in the family was there a was there a big was there something you'd been looking forward to getting that you're able to get when you when you uh got drafted yeah for sure uh, I, I bought a, a house in florida so um i was able to move my family out of the inner city in los angeles and we uh we moved to florida actually so that was the biggest thing i wanted to do and so i focused on baseball and me on my career, so I'm really happy I was able to do that for my family. 
That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's just tremendous. I mean, that's what everybody kind of dreams of doing, right? You dream of being a pro athlete. You dream of being able to take care of your, take care of your folks like that, take care of your family. That's, that, had to be, that had to be an amazing feeling to walk in that house uh, with your family, wasn't it? Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was indescribable. I mean, the feeling I felt that day, it was a lot of happiness, and um, I was really happy that I was able to do it for my mom and because she uh, worked so hard, and she took care of me. I mean, my parents didn't want to live with me for this man. But they, uh, they sacrificed a lot for me to get here, pay for a lot of tournaments, um, did a lot for me. So um, it was no, no other thing that I could repay them with but buying them this house. So, I mean, I felt really, really good, and they are extremely happy that I was able to do that. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. Are you down there in the St. Lucie area? I went. I went to high school down in Boca, just south of there, down in Palm Beach okay. County. So, is that is that kind of the area you were in that Jupiter St. Lucie area? Yeah, I'm in the St. Lucie area. It's about ten minutes away from Traditionville. Good deal. No, that's, that, that's not bad. And uh, is there some purchase that you made that you regret <laughs> after the draft, where you did something you're like, and that your twenty year old Dom looks back at eighteen year old Dom and thinks, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, actually, after my first year in draft, besides the house and my uh, cards, I didn't really uh, buy too much, uh, too much other things. But uh, but now, as I'm getting older a little bit, I start to purchase a little bit more. So um, it's not really too many things I regret purchasing. Um, but That's good. I hadn't yeah. really thought about it actually. That's good though. You're making it sounds like it sounds like you're you're appreciating some some different things as you're going along and learning some of that. I mean, that's what the minors is also supposed to be about. I mean, you got you're learning to be on your you got to be learning to be on your own and and be smart with stuff. And and it sounds like you've you know you've made that on on the field and off the field as well. I mean, like I said, I'm just I'm very encouraged just seeing uh you know seeing the the batting average come up. And uh, last thing, I mean, I guess everyone always says the last thing to come and a lot of hitters is power. I'm sure you get asked about this all the time. I saved it for last, but um, do you ever look at your home run turtle total? You ever worry about that? Did you worry about it all last year? Uh, kind of how do you view that when people ask you about that or when fans ask you about that? I mean, um, you know, when do yeah. you kind of anticipate yourself being uh, more of a power hitter or do you think, are, are you pretty comfortable being a line drive and you know, the kind of guy that you've been so far as a professional? Yeah. Um, I don't really let the power numbers uh, really get to me. It's in, in the Florida State League where we play in a ten mile league stadium. And one minute it was sunny, the wind blowing out. The next minute it would be cloudy and the wind blowing in. So it's uh, a lot of different variables that uh, that this league has that you have to deal with. And um, I don't really let home run turtles really bother me. All I know is the leader in home runs in this league only has twelve. So right. when you look at different leagues, when you look at different leagues, and you see guys having thirty home runs and twenty nine home runs and, and uh, forty home runs, then it's, then uh, it kind of looks bad. But when you look at our home league, and we have twelve, um, it really didn't uh, bother me as much when I uh, only have five. So um, if guys in my league have twenty and thirty home runs, then I will worry. But um, I'm not really too worried about it. I mean, I have over 30 doubles, and probably more than half of them probably would have went out and better in the environment feels. I mean, I have a lot of balls on the top of the wall. Blow, 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 so That's it. It's, uh, 
frustrating. It's frustrating at the same time. I, I still believe that uh, next year, wherever I go, um, was in a fair hitting environment, the home until it definitely went down. So. Well, I'll point it out because it's my job to point it out, not yours. But we'll leave it on this note that <laughs> you you mentioned context. The league leader has thirteen. You're hit. You're third in the league in batting. You're leading the league in RBIs. You're leading the league in doubles. You're fourth in the league in hits. You're third in the league in slugging. You're tied for second in the league in total bases. So, in that greater context, I think you're doing all right. So, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say it so you don't have to, Dom. But. Uh, yeah. This this was a this was a knockout too. You did a great job today, and really enjoyed talking with you, uh, both about pro ball and kind of like what that uh, showcase process was like. And uh, really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for all your time today. I definitely will. I definitely will. And thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Good stuff. And uh, we'll be back on the Baseball America podcast uh, right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.